the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2020. Our originally scheduled MaxLawCon speaker, Sandy Van, presented live to the Maximum Lawyer Facebook group. And today we share her talk, how Van Law Firm uses virtual assistance in their law firm from start to finish. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Sandy Van from Las Vegas. I have a personal injury firm in Las Vegas and now actually Washington. Just opened that recently. I also opened two other firms the last few months and another company. Also, I own a legal support help, which is a virtual assistant company. So we staff virtual assistants across the country with um, law firms and even medical providers. So basically, that's what I do. You know, I was one of the speakers last year for Max LawCon. Uh, We were named number 398 of one of the fastest growing companies in the country last year. So Inc. 5000. So that's basically it. So what am I talking about? Um, I'm going to talk about how we use virtual assistants in our law firm. So that a lot of people, when they're thinking about using virtual assistants, they're like, well, what would I use a virtual assistant for? I don't know. I don't see that person. They're not physical there, physically there. I can't just go hand things to them. And they just, they can't, they're stuck at the point where they don't know what to do with a virtual assistant. So I thought maybe this would give them some ideas. We're also going to give you like a link to this uh, download so that you can download a list of everything that our virtual assistants know how to do. So it took us a while to create that list, but it's nice and pretty. So please go to the link and download that list. So let's talk about how we use them in our firm. So let's say a lead comes in. We actually have them zapped and forwarded to everyone's emails that's on our intake team. So we'll get a zap in our Slack and then they'll also get it on their emails and everybody's supposed to be logged into that email. There's like one email that's just basically for leads. So then everyone on the intake team will be like calling those leads and they'll be like, yes, I got it. I got a live person on the phone. And then they'll post certain things about the lead. Like, Oh, the crash happened on July 4th and they've been treating and there's a lot of damage or whatever. Oh, they sent me pictures of the damage or, Oh, they slipped and fell or whatever. And they'll send us information about it. And then the attorneys will usually 
jump on and say, oh, that's a good case or, hey, that's a bad one or whatever, you know. So then if it's some a case that we're going to sign, they're going to proceed or whatever. Sometimes they already know how to proceed. Some of our people are pretty advanced. So they, they already know how to proceed and they do a short intake or a long intake or however they want to do it, depending on how much time the client has. And, you know, then they'll get the attorney on the phone and then we'll just sign that client up, you know, go over the fee agreement. And then the virtual assistant will create all the the documents that need to be signed and then send it in like Vine sign or DocuSign or, or whatever they'll send um, the fee agreement and the releases in. So um, the virtual assistants do all that. So we can, you know, sometimes I've gotten calls in the middle of the night or whatever, because someone's, our intake team's open till about 11 at night. And sometimes I'm really up late. So I'll get an intake and I'll be like, oh, well, this client is, um, their name is Bob Smith and their date of birth is this, and start the fee agreement or whatever. Okay, they're ready to sign. Here's their email address. Here's their phone number. Text it to them. I'll be on the phone waiting for them to get that and go over it with them. So they'll do all that. It's in-person intake because a lot of people want to come into Las Vegas, our office, because everything's very close together. It's not like cities where things are so far apart. We'll scan documents. We'll take do the intake. They'll fill out their paperwork, their intake documents. We'll scan everything to the virtual assistant to put input to that, the data. So you might have like a health insurance card. You might have an auto insurance information or whatever. You might have the traffic accident report or whatever. And we'll scan all that stuff in, send it to them, and they'll input all of that because there's a lot of information to do data entry on. They'll open the claim. So we'll call them. We'll scan it to our people, and they'll open the claim. They'll send the letter of rep. They'll get the adjuster's information. Because sometimes they're on the phone for 30 minutes. They'll do the property damage. So she'll, they'll get the cars repaired, totaled out, gap done, removed from the tow yard, loss of use. So if the client didn't have rental for a few days or whatever, a few weeks, they'll get that loss of use and diminished value claims and a rental for our clients. We have another group that's just pulling police reports and doing policy limits, research, ISO reports, doing background checks on clients and defendants opening health insurance subrogation, getting that subrogation lien. Then they're reviewing the lien to make sure that it matches up with the meds later on. They've set up our Zapier as well so that we can just press a button and they're added into our drip campaign. So we use FileVine. We can give you a link to FileVine if you need it in the um, software so that we can attribute it to our talk or whatever. But we created something in FileVine, which is basically a service that is similar to uh, lead docket. So we created our own lead docket. And now we've got text campaigns, drip campaigns, everything started with the press of a button. And then we know whether or not to dis- disposition a lead or not, because it's in that little project. And we'll be like, oh yeah, we've got five leads that we still have to reach out to. And they'll just call them until they die or until they say, please don't call me anymore. Or, hey, they're ready to sign. So we created our own little thing and, you know, we can start a project that way and all that stuff, send stuff via Vine sign in our little project. They will also calendar the statute of limitations. That's kind of important. They will make sure. So now we've gotten to the phase where our client is treating and we want to make sure that the client doesn't have any gaps in treatment or doesn't blow the limits. So they're watching that they're running reports for us. They're saying, Hey, better watch this. The limits are getting blown or, Hey, your client hasn't been treating, you know, that's really going to kill a case. They're auditing our cases. We've got people that are just auditing our cases. So we have like team members on one team and then the second team, and then they're going through all those cases 
to audit specific things like uh, the policy limits, whether liability is accepted. Sometimes you get an employee that says that they knew how to case manage and they may not know how to case manage. They may not be case managing or maybe they case manage differently at some other firm. But um, our virtual assistants are reviewing the cases and auditing them to say, hey, you missed this here, you know, and if it becomes a problem, then they'll reach up to me or someone else, another attorney and saying, hey, I don't know if this person knows what they're doing or this person's not responding, then they let me know or someone else know management. So let's say your client's done treating. Now um, we're gathering the medical records. They're doing all that for us. They're going to be drafting the demands for us. And then, you know, they review it in-house. We mail it, we print it off, we mail it all or send it off or fax it or whatever they do. It's not my department. Medical summaries. So they do the medical summaries because sometimes we need that medical summary because we want to know if we're litigating the case or if we are negotiating, we want to know what happened. Was there gaps or something? Or was there something really bad here? We need to know. So they'll do the medical summary so that we don't have to go through. The attorneys don't need to spend all the time going through the demand saying what happened while they're negotiating the claims. Um, okay, so let's say that this case is great and we're settling it now. They're going to send out the lien verifications to make sure that the balances are correct. Um, they're going to draft a preliminary disbursement sheet. I look at all the numbers just so I can figure out what reductions to send. So then I'll put the percentages in and then they'll send the reductions. They'll call in the reductions to make sure that they were received and that we get them back. Once it's done, we're drafting closing letters. So closing letters to usually the medical providers, sometimes loan companies, sometimes it's, uh, what do you call those? Child support, you know, we're paying off child support or whatever for the client. We're just sending them a letter saying, hey, thanks for working for us, ABC Cairo. And here's the $2,500 that we owe you, check number one, two, three, four. And um, that's the closing letter. And then there's something attached to the closing letter that says, did you receive this? Because we've had people divert checks too. We had, I don't know. I, I'm guessing that it's someone that works at a medical facility because it's happened to a bunch of attorneys. So someone at one of the medical facilities is creating checks under attorneys checks and stuff. So we wanted to create something that says, Hey, did you receive this and signed off? And is there a balance you're paid in full? So we have some kind of confirmation. That was one of my great ideas that I had. So I created like a, some kind of receipt that they had to go sign and mail back to us. So we try and get those back. So yeah, they're drafting those closing letters. We mail them out with the checks in them. Another thing that they do is they log into our computers from, I think it's like log me in or something. And they input the checks into QuickBooks on our computers and they get them all ready. So in the morning we just wake up, get into the office and print all these checks. Cause it could be a lot of checks, <laughs> you know, you're printing police report checks, you're printing out, let's say medical record checks or something, or who knows what other checks, but they do all those checks for us. And then we just print them off and mail them. So that saves us a lot of time. They do all of our um, bookkeeping, the reconciliation of everything to make sure everything balances. They'll be calling the provider like, Hey, did you lose the check? Why isn't this balancing? We're not closing this case out until this balances. If we get dropped on a case, they're doing the quantum merit liens. We got to go bill out everything and, you know, put in all these, you know, you spent an hour here, you spent 50 minutes there or whatever. They're creating those liens. Nobody likes to bill. We don't like to bill, you know, but they're creating all those liens for us, for us to review, to see if we need to, you know, change the wording and stuff like that. 
okay, so let's say the case doesn't go well and we need to file suit. They're drafting our complaints for us. They have several templates for drafting complaints. Our complaints are so specific, I guess, because they created them with Microsoft Word conditional statements. So they're if-then statements. If there's more than one party, then this pops up. If, there's, if the um, plaintiff is a male, it's going to be he, him, his throughout the complaint. So they, they did some serious coding on things that I don't even know how to do. I thought one day I'd learn. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is 200 pages. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, never mind. Don't, I don't want to learn. Please don't quit. <laughs> you know, it's great because we can just have that complaint drafted. So they have complaints for one party or two people in a vehicle versus one person or one employee or one employee and their employer. And if there's DBA, that pops up. So our complaints are really complicated because they use that if-then wording, Microsoft conditional statements, which I don't know how to do. They get that thing served for us. If not, they're drafting our motions for publication so that we can get it served. They're drafting our arbitration exemption. So in Nevada, you know, you have to get a case exempted if there's so much in med. So they're drafting that for us. We just fill in the blanks and stuff like that. They do our initial list of documents and witnesses, witnesses and documents and stuff. So they're drafting that for us and we're reviewing it and they're going to do all the bait stamping of the exhibits with that as well. Once it's approved, they do our initial discovery for us. So if we're propounding discovery, they're drafting it for us and they might highlight some things like we think that this is normal. You normally ask this, you know, it's a drunk driving case. You normally ask this or, or whatever. If it's a rear ender, we usually ask these things. So they know what to put in there and then they'll highlight it if they're not sure, but it saves us a lot of time deposition summaries, minors compromises, they do all that. So our case managers and our paralegals, they're basically acting like a conductor, you know, like they'll say, okay, I need these three complaints drafted. Okay. And then I need this drafted and then they're going to go review whatever they get. So they, it's like a conveyor belt, you know, okay, this is drafted. This is drafted. I'm going to come back in two days or whatever, or a day, or even the end of the day. And I'm just going to go review whatever they've been doing and tweak it so that we can get it filed. They can e-file for us even. So, yep, that's what that they do there. And the case manager is the same thing. You know, all they need to do is do intakes and speak to clients. They hop in when it's, you know, gets the going gets tough or whatever. And the virtual assistant can't handle it. But we've got some virtual assistants that are just case managers. They manage cases for me. You know, I wish I had a few more of those, but <laughs> it's great. If I need something set up in FileVine, like I need a letter tweaked or whatever, we change some law change or I find a typo or something, I can just message them. We use Slack and we have a group and they can just change it for me. Or we want to change some buttons or something or drop downs or workflows. They just change all that for me in FileVine. They do create all of our zaps. We have a lot of zaps. I don't know if how many it was, maybe it was like 80,000 or something crazy. It was a lot of zaps. So we save a lot of time every month <laughs> with those zaps. They save all of our faxes. So all of our incoming faxes, we get a lot of faxes. They do all of our mass tort intakes, e-signing, getting the client e-signed, the, you know, medical summaries. They do all the pleadings for our mass torts. They do our marketing. They do our Facebook posts or Instagram posts. They create websites for me. They created two websites this week for me, you know, the one that you guys will be seeing when you go to that link. And they created another website because I created another company three days ago. You know, 
marketing materials. If I need brochures or anything done, I have a real estate company as well. I sell sometimes $3 million worth of real estate a month. So, you know, they're creating all of my marketing materials, my just listed or whatever, Facebook posts and things like that. Listing presentations. They're, they're creating all of that clip art. You need to find clip art for the buttons for your websites. They're doing that. They're creating banners for the websites, Shopify sites for me, click funnel sites, strip campaigns. They just create the content. I tweak when I'm on my treadmill and that kind of thing. They, they know how to do Adobe Photoshop. They do all of our human resources. So they run payroll for me. I really hated that when I was a solo. So I used to do it. Now they just send me a sheet and say, does this look right? Do their bonuses look right? Do they do this many intakes? And, you know, they get bonus for intakes that they do after hours or on the weekends and um, review bonuses and stuff like that. So I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, okay. Talk to Samantha about her overtime or whatever, or did you miss something here? They'll do all of our payroll for us. They'll do all the hiring. They're interviewing. They are checking references. They are doing background checks. They are going through, we may get so many resumes and they're reviewing those resumes to see which ones we need to look at and which ones we don't. They're onboarding them. So when you onboard a new employee, you got to set up their emails, faxes, logins, phones, all that stuff. And they're setting all that up for me. You know, when they're terminating them, they need to go do their final paycheck that day and they need to lock them out of everything. We're like, okay, we're going to fire Samantha and they get all that ready and done. Unemployment claims. I have an unemployment claim. They're gathering the evidence for me and drafting that great little statement. They actually created a report that you can just press a button and I got my unemployment claims done. They actually created a workflow for me and a project for me in Filevine for human resources. So I can put my stuff in there. So we can put like what their passwords are and their personal information and everything that we got, like the background check, the resume and all that stuff. If they've been written up, it's in there, whatever we've given them. If we've given, if we've, you know, sent them home with a computer and a scan snap and we need that back, we've got that stuff in the human resources part of our file line. administration. They're running reports for us. So we have several reports. Like I want to know if cases aren't moving, like how many cases need to be countered? How many cases are in settlement phase? Why aren't they getting settled? If there's gaps in treatment, I'm seeing that bunch of things like that. So they're running a bunch of reports for us. They purchase our office supplies. We tell them what we need. They go find it for us. Scheduling. They do all my scheduling. They do the office scheduling, you know, depots and all that stuff. Scheduling is a really hard job to find. I lose schedulers on left and right sometimes. But VAs, we don't have that issue. They're very grateful for working. <laughs> so yeah, they do my personal scheduling and for the office litigation and stuff. Standard operating procedures. A lot of people do not have standard operating procedures. We have a ton. All I need to do is have them download Skype or WhatsApp and we can just speak what they're supposed to do. Like, okay, I need a receptionist standard operating procedure. They need to go make sure that my office is clean, that I have intakes printed out for the people that come in with pens. I want intakes in every single file in every single intake room. We have like four intake rooms, make sure that the coffee is set up or whatever. So I'll just record that and then I'll have them transcribe it and someone will clean it up or whatever. I've written books this way. I'm trying to write a book right now and I'll just um, voice record what I think and they'll change. They'll write it for me. 
Hey guys, it's Becca here. I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the Guild on the podcast and in the Facebook group. That's because we're seeing some really exciting things happening with Guild members and their businesses. The Guild is this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Inside, you'll gain support, tap into a network of connections, and continue learning, a common theme among successful entrepreneurs. There are so many benefits inside the Guild, including weekly live events and discounts to all Maximum Lawyer events. Head over to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash the Guild to check out all of the benefits and watch a few testimonials from current members. Investing in a community is like the self-care of business ownership. Being in a community with other people who get it is crucial when you're creating a rock-solid foundation to build your business on, one that's strong enough to withstand setbacks, transitions, and growth. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Now, let's get back to the episode. They've also done our marketing for us, like um, designing our presentations. They'll find email addresses for me, you know, make me money. So I wanted to find a bunch of attorneys. I told them to go find a bunch of attorneys for me. So they set up a list so that I could find custom, create custom audiences in Facebook and target attorneys. They send out appreciation gifts. They do research on LinkedIn for us. You know, the other thing that's great about them is that you can bill them out. Let's say you're billing out paralegals or legal assistants at $150 an hour, hire them, you know, 15 bucks or ours range from like 15 to $35 an hour and then bill them out. They clean out our email addresses, my email stuff. They do all that. And let's see what else they've done some stuff for me. That's just crazy. They did my PPP for me, the PPP forgiveness. I've applied for several bars. They've done all that for me. And I just look at the screenshots and say, yeah, that's right. Or, Hey, you know, call so-and-so school, the William school of Boyd, you know, William S Boyd school of law and go get me my transcripts or, or whatever. Um, go order a certificate of, you know, that I was an awesome attorney and I have nothing against me. They've done my travel arrangements for me. I make them order my shoes and my um, clothes. They do a lot of phone calls for us. They can interview witnesses. They can go over discovery responses with witnesses. You know, they call other attorneys, jails. They call clients to remind them of things, uh, medical providers, adjusters, see if liability is accepted, things like that. You know, there's a lot of great benefits to using our virtual assistants because they've already been in our firm. They've been there for a while and they know a lot of things about our firm. So you cut down the learning curve, like how is it done in Sandy's firm or whatever, or they even if it's not our firm, they don't share things, but at least they have like knowledge like, oh yeah, you know, I use this great program called, you know, uh, Snagit or whatever. And that's how we created this or whatever, or what's a good program for this? Well, you know what? That's the best program. We used it at this firm or whatever, and you should really use that because that's great for you. So they'll cut down a lot of the learning curve and they're just collaborative because there's a lot of them. We have a lot of VAs. It's, I think we have maybe 150 of them. <laughs> and they work in a lot of other firms too, not just my firm, but I have multiple businesses. So you just shouldn't be doing a lot of the tasks that you should, you're doing I don't know why people do certain things. Like I sit there and I'm like, oh, yep, not doing it. You're going to have someone else do it. We just 
did my malpractice insurance and they asked me how many hours I work in the office. I'd say it's probably five hours a week on my law firm. <laughs> I'm usually doing a lot of fun things. So creating things like this, you know, um, things like that. Or maybe your staff doesn't want to do certain things. Your staff shouldn't be typing up discovery things or they shouldn't be saving faxes, you know, and you can scale up or down as you need. You can go hire another one tomorrow. Or if you only have 15 hours of work, you just hire them for the 15 hours and you get dropped a bunch of discovery. You just get a few more virtual assistants. It's really hard to hire, you know, so it's great to have people that already know what they're doing and, know to op know how to operate a computer even <laughs> you know some i've hired some of those people in my first go around so do you have any questions we have plenty of questions which is very exciting so i'm going to start from the top here ash asks does microsoft conditional statements integrate with filevine doc gen yes okay all right Alex asked, do you know if the docs are coded with if-then statements direct in Microsoft Word or through another software like LawYaw, Woodpecker, et cetera? No, it's through Microsoft Word. And actually, let me go back to Ash's statement. What was his question again? Does it integrate with FileVine? So Ash had asked, does Microsoft conditional statements integrate with FileVine DocGen? Okay, I'm going to go ask them. Does Microsoft conditional, because I don't do any of the coding. I did learn, and then I realized as much as fun and zen it was providing me, I shouldn't be doing it. Because if I built $500 an hour, and I probably built out at more than $500 an hour, they'll tell you that I don't work very much in the law firm, and I make a lot of money. <laughs> does Microsoft integrate, does it, what was the question again? Does Microsoft conditional statements? Integrate with FileVine DocGen. Okay. That is a question. Okay. I will make sure with them because I don't do any of that stuff. Okay. Perfect. Next question. Yeah. So Jen asked, how many cases can your case manager handle? A lot. We have them broken down into two teams because we've just been screwed over by so many people. <laughs> They'll say that they know how to do it. And I'm like, what was, what were you case manager of? Just police reports at your old office. So we just have two teams now. And then we have junior people underneath them until we know that they know what they're doing and then we send them off on their own and actually we're creating a product soon so that we will we'll, we'll tell you about that later <laughs> okay all right good on that one yeah good on that one perfect so michael he asked about pricing so i think from his perspective what would he be looking at to pay for a va they are $15 an hour with our company up to $35 an hour, depending on if you're doing Microsoft conditional statements and drop downs and file vine and you want to like create your full file vine. And we actually sell our file vine. So some people just buy our file vine, which I think is a steal. They should just buy our file vine because yeah, it's, it's a steal, you know? And I think that sometimes people are like, I know you can definitely find your own VAs somewhere else. Just like you could go hiring off of, Craigslist for 10 bucks an hour, but our VAs know our processes. I've had attorneys ask me to fly down to their, like to fly down to California. I'm like, okay, so for me to fly down to California to just consult with you, like if I was the McKinsey of law firms, I would charge you a lot of money because why wouldn't I want to do it for my firm? <laughs> right. I would rather go, you know, 
use all that stuff. If I was making the same amount of money, I'd rather go spend my time bettering my firm. And for that amount of money, I think that it's better just to have one of our seasoned virtual assistants or whatever do crazy things in your firm. You know what I mean? Instead of hiring someone else, but it's $15 to $35 an hour based on like, if we don't have a lot of people, like we don't have that many people that doc gen, you know what I mean? It's a really specific thing. So we may charge more for that. So you don't have to pay for FICA. You don't have to pay for overtime. You don't have to pay for work comp. You know, you don't have to pay for desk space or office equipment. They have all that. We pay for their benefits. They have all that. And you can have them 24 seven. That's one of the great things that we have because I can beat out any other firm because I have 24 seven service. Perfect. Michael always also asked, um, would he be working with one specific VA or could it be one of several? So I had that question asked yesterday. You usually have like one coordinator person and they kind of spearhead and they may like see what you need and then they'll find someone that is more specific for what you need. So you're like, oh, I need someone just to do this, you know, medical records and save my faxes or demand letters or whatever. So they'll find one person for that. But then if you ask for something that's specific, they may bring on someone for that. So let's say you're like, like one of them knows how to do Excel pivot tables, which is like way cool, like crazy pivot tables with colors that add up on different pages. And that may be a different VA. Like you don't ask me to go design your stuff. You know, I can't design anything and I can't even remember. I lose checks all the time. It's actually pretty funny. They're like, they'll be like, can you bring me checks? And I'll forget. Cause I, I go back and forth from our Las Vegas office to our Washington office. And I can't remember anything like that. I forget to deposit checks. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> All right. So Russell then asks um, where the VAs are based. Are they U.S. based or foreign based or both? There'd be no way that we could offer to you for $15 an hour for if they're U.S. based because I do not go and try and find people and train them so that I can give them to you at cost. So they are foreign based. They are based out of South America. We have them in, I think, Mexico, wherever that Pablo Escobar is from. That's all I can remember. I don't remember what country that is. And then I think it's Argentina or something like that. Brazil, Philippines, um, India. Awesome. Alex asked, are your SOPs in just Word or are they using some other software for documenting or website-based wiki? They are in Word. So we created another company. (laughs) We just kind of finalized it today-ish. We didn't even finish. It's not done yet. So if you go on there, there might be that many projects, products. We created um, a company called legalprintables.com. Not totally done because my my staff needed to sleep. (laughs) But you can actually go in there and download and buy certain things. So it's like an Etsy for things. So, you know, if you wanted a checklist or whatever, you could possibly buy it in there. So we do sell our SOPs because it might've taken me $15 an hour times four hours. One of them I did it myself. I sat there because I was so pissed off and nobody had done it. So the settlement disbursement checklist I did myself. So that is a really expensive checklist. So yeah, our SOPs are in Tetra, tetra tetra.co. And I liked it. I know you can go create your own Wikipedia and I looked at it and I don't know something I liked about it 
I stayed on Tetra. It's really expensive. It's more expensive than creating one on like a WordPress. I think our um, affiliate link is Van Law in caps. So V-A-N-L-A-W in caps, but you can always use Tetra and it's pretty cool. You can organize it in there and you can create videos and you can create pictures. So, cause you have to know that people listen, learn different ways. So some people learn by video. So we created some videos and then some people like, oh no, I have no time for this freaking video. Like if you, if you put a video, like, you know how you guys create videos on your site, I won't watch any of your videos, but if you have the thing on the bottom and you transcribe it, because sometimes I'm like falling asleep and I'm like, this is going to be too loud and wake me up. So I will not watch a video, but I have them transcribe things all the time. So yeah, they transcribe it and they create a checklist or they'll create screenshots because some people learn that way, you know, how the auditory people or whatever, visual people. So we have checklists that are just written step-by-step pictures and then videos. And then you can also enclose the checklist in there. So you can attach the checklist in there in Word or PDF. So we have it in there. We do have Trainial. Not sure if we'll stick with Trainial, but um, yeah, we do have Trainial as well. Awesome. Julie asked two questions. The first one was, do they create PowerPoints for mediations or trials? I haven't ever done a trial. Um, well, hold on. 10 years ago once. I remember not sleeping that whole week. <laughs> I guess they could. They did my... So if you go to that site, so we are going to post it. I gave it to you. Do you have it? Remember I, I messaged it to you? Yes, I will post that link as well. Okay, so it's legalsupporthelp.com forward slash free task list, I think. Free task list, yep. Legalsupporthelp.com forward slash free task list. You can actually download the task list and it is in a PowerPoint and they created that PowerPoint for me. And they like hand designed that PowerPoint for me because we went to a really cool site I forget what it's called, but it's like free slides to go or something or slides go. And they're like all these like Google presentations that you can have for free. But on the very back, it says you downloaded this off of slides go. You have to do an attribution to them and you got to PDF it because they'll be pissed off if you sell their slides and all this other stuff. So I was like, you know what? Just create our own. So they actually hand created every element on that slide for me. So they do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. I don't know. I've never done trial. No, absolutely. <laughs> so Julie also asked, how much supervision do the VAs need? They don't need much supervision if you are you have to be very specific with what you're gonna tell them. Like sometimes I even when we have new attorneys, we give them their own little VA, like their own little paralegal VA. I'll sit in the channel for a little bit and and I'm like, no, you can't say that because they don't understand what you're doing and they're going to e-file that stuff. And you really want to e-serve. Okay. Make sure you say specifically what you're thinking. Uh, one time I said flying fish, you know, as a euphemism, right? Like Sandy, we have no client named flying fish. So you have to be very specific with them. <laughs> if so, if you're specific, they will follow directions pretty well. What I normally do is I create a Skype chat or a chat with them or a WhatsApp. And I just record what I'm, because I don't have time to go on phone with them. So I'll just leave a message. I'm like, okay, this is what my idea is. I need you to create me a site that does this. I want this, this, and this, and or whatever. Or even on our blogs, I'll just say, I want you to specifically say the word repossession in there. When we did like a blog on bankruptcy. So we created a bankruptcy firm as well. 
in the last three months. And, you know, I have to be very specific in my, how to explain it to them. And then they don't need much supervision. And you can always say, Hey, come back to me in a day and show me what you got to see if you're going down the rabbit hole, the wrong rabbit hole, or if you're on track. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a great tip being specific. So Michael then asked if you could expand a little bit about Zapier and he didn't ask a specific question, um, but you did mention quite a large amount of zaps. Do you kind of want to touch on? Oh yeah. Okay. I will. Oh, let me get a Zapier list. Zapier list, please. Okay. So yeah, Microsoft conditional statements, do they integrate with Filevine doctrine? Yes. And fusion conditional statements also excel in word. That's all they told me. So hopefully that answers your question, Ash. Zapier, we can zap leads over because I don't want the attorneys to know where I get my leads from because I don't need them to go open shop and then go advertise at the same places that I advertise at and then compete against me. You know, I don't want case managers to do that. I don't want attorneys to do that. So we zap all of the leads over, but then I have a specific group that knows about it. Like the VAs know about it. And then some of my case managers have been around with me a long enough time. And one of the attorneys knows because I trust them enough to not take my trade secret and leave and then buy ads from the same place. So, um, you know, cause there might be like a second delay. So they zap all that stuff over when I have a lead. If I have an answering service call, they'll zap that over. If I'm doing e-filing, they'll zap the e-filing in. Certain e-filing, I don't need every e-filing, but like I want to know when a case is answered because then I need to go start on, well, I don't need to, but other people need to start on things. They might need to go do an arbitration exemption or they may need to go start on discovery or who knows what they need to do. You know, so there's like, if there's a motion, oh, we need to answer that motion. So that's a great thing because then you can check at the end of the week, like my, my discovery clerk, my discovery paralegal, he checks up the week and say, did I get all the things because it's all been zapped? All the important stuff's been zapped. So Zapier is an API or something. And it basically makes if then statements with programs, I think. So I don't do any of it. We have like three people that do Zapier but you can have it communicate with certain things. So you can have it communicate with like our Excel spreadsheets. So all the KPIs. So if a case is settled, it will zap in there and say, this is how much it's settled for. This was the percentage. This is the date that it's settled for. And this is how much you made and how much the client made and all that stuff. So it'll zap that in there. It will zap. Oh, look, you just gave me a list. That should be a class in itself. Let me see if there's another one in here. If a case gets dropped, I want to know why, because I want to know what's going on. So they actually zap that to me. I don't remember crap. So I have calendar reminders and they, those zap to me. So that reminds me everywhere. Yeah, lots of stuff. How, auto hashtags in Filevine. They zap something to put stuff into my last pass, I guess, because I don't want to put stuff in. I'm that lazy that I don't want to put stuff into my password keeper. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Russell said, do you have Clio coders or just Filevine? I believe we have Clio coders. Let me see. Coders. Do we have Clio coders? Okay. Next question. Michael asked, can they learn the, their specific software that they already have? They have. So if you go down to that free task list, so legal support help forward slash free task list. 
there's probably a hundred different programs that they know how to use. They just learned active campaign this week. Cause I was like, guess what? I'm presenting. I forgot. <laughs> and you need to learn this. <laughs> so yeah, they do that. Uh, Clio smoke ball practice Panther Clio world grow Clio world and grow. Yeah. They know a lot of programs. There's another one. I don't remember what that one's called, but they worked in that one too. Lead docket. They know lots of programs. Awesome. Afsana asked, is there a way to work with a VA directly instead of going through a site like Upwork? Because when you go through a site, you have to create a job, fill in all the details, which is time consuming. Where can I find a VA that I can just directly reach out to? You can find them through us. If you are going to go through a company like that, you can always find them on like um, onlinejobs.ph. I think there's some Facebook sites, even Facebook groups where you can find VAs. You'd have to train them yourself, that kind of thing, you know, but you get one VA with us unless it's something like really complicated that needs another VA because no man knows everything. Yes. So Michael asked, can they do interrogatory responses? They somewhat do. They somewhat can. They type they at least type up the template for you and then they can kind of fill it out. Some of them actually call the client and fill it in for them. And then I think they've got like a list of objections, common objections that they know because they've just been trained to do that. Cause who likes doing discovery? <laughs> Absolutely. Michael said smart advocate question mark. It wasn't really a question. Do you know what he's talking about there? Yeah, he's talking about a software. Let me see. I don't know if we've worked with Smart Advocate. I know there's one that confuses me. I always think of this one and that one. Yes, they do have Clio coders. Perfect. Michael was asking, do they know Smart Advocate? That's what he was asking. They do not know Smart Advocate. Okay. They could learn, but they do not know Smart Advocate. Sure. All right. That was the end of the questions that I'm seeing so far. Do you have anything else in closing? Mm, well, um, our website is again, legalsupporthelp.com. You can get the free task list that we spent a lot of time developing forward slash free task list.com. Feel free to go visit our other site, but it's not done yet. We just kind of started throwing stuff up today. <laughs> And that's uh, legalprintables.com. Perfect. And I know that they can head to the website. I'm going to post that link right after we get off the live here. Um, but if somebody wanted to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? They can, uh, they can Facebook message me. Perfect. Uh, oh, one other thing is, so my legal printables, I do want to see if there's other attorneys that want to go sell and co-license their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And for that, just send you a Facebook message as well. Yeah. So let's say you've got like, I, I created this like motion for attorney's fees or something that took me like, cause I'm really slow. It took me like all week to do and it was probably overkill, but um, it was like the one time I decided to go take on a case. Cause I'm like, you know, I should learn how to do this. And I was like, no, never again, not doing it. So like, if you've got some amazing motion that you want to sell or checklists or something, then let's throw it up there. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for sharing with us this afternoon. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.